Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller & Condon. Number two, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Still to come this hour, toward the bottom of the, uh, toward 11.30 or thereabouts, we will talk to Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com, Claxton's Barbecue, and our picks. I'll be out in Altoona tonight. Well, high school oh, football. SEP for you, that's right. And uh, some late night wings from... Stop, make, make, dude, make the call. Right afterwards, get those, hop in the car, get mm-hmm. back here, cut up the audio. You can hear the replay at 10.30 or catch it live on CISN with the video stream tonight at 7. Now, don't torture the crew that's in here on the other side. Don't be eating on the other side of the Well, glass. last week I car. get in here, they had Thunderhead. Oh. And Stacy said, you know, hey, we got, we got some leftover. Th- well, it's a few hours old. I'm sure I could have warmed it up, but I had already had my... Claxon at the time, so I was good to go. And a repeat trip to Altoona, not a bad thing. In fact, I might spend an afternoon out in Altoona today. <laughs> Why not? Maybe lunch and dinner at Claxon's. Fire, stop by, stop by PRM, yep. head upstairs. Breeders' <laughs> Cup weekend, you might have to take a well, stab at I saw you You killed a tree over there printing off sheets. I did print the racing for him. That's, that's what's on tap, at least for a while tomorrow. That's going to be morning? Is that what you're going to be doing? I'm just going to bet and just, I'm going to watch college football. I probably won't see the races. Jason Luch, Dennis Alba, I have a couple of horses in. I want to see them, two two-year-olds. Anyways, Bam is here. Uh, it's time to talk some college football with our friend Bama Bob. Bama, Trenton, Ken, how was your week? Uh, it was pretty good. You know, uh, very interesting on a national scale, as I think we all can agree. But, yeah. um, you know, kind of uh, ready for whatever's going to happen. Let's just let it happen and, you know, live with it and let's move on. Absolutely. And we'll move on and let's talk some college football. The Pac-12 is finally, I don't want to spend a ton of time on this. Just real, I don't, I don't even need reasons because we've got so many games to, uh, to, uh, to go over and opine on. Uh, somebody's going to win the Big Ten or the Big Ten, the Pac-12 South and the Pac-12 North. Trent, you first. Who wins the South? Who wins the North? Who will play for the championship? I'm going with Oregon. I think it's the easiest pick of, of anything. Mm-hmm. Washington taking a few steps back. Don't see anybody else that I think is a Cal, true contender. Maybe, maybe? I've heard some buzz, but I just I can't buy that. I'm tr- I'm with you. I, it's it's Oregon, and I uh, I got a ticket for them to win the national championship. I don't think they win the national title, but I got them at 101. Jeez, because it was before the announcement. They come back. I thought at that price, I'll throw a couple bucks on right. it, 100 to one. And if they get to the playoff, I can hedge at the very least. So I'm a big Oregon fan, regardless of that. So they're they're my pick in the north, in the south. I really liked Arizona State. I wanted to do it. It's going to be but, a good game tomorrow. But they open at USC, yeah. and because of that, I'm going chalk on both sides. Bama, you got anything different? No, I'm with you. Uh, I think Oregon, even though they're replacing Herbert, I mean, I think they're and the most so talented team. Uh, yeah, absolutely. He's um, it out. Washington with, 
Washington with the new coach, um, you know, look, it's it's such a short, screwy season that I, I just, I mean, anything can happen. We've already seen it in the Big Ten uh, with Wisconsin. I don't know how that game, how that's going to play out. Mm-hmm. You know, missing two games now, but you know, all things being equal, on the field, I'm going to go Oregon USC. Wish it could be different. I really do. I think it's USC. We saw yeah. Slovis in the Holiday Bowl last year against Iowa, and this kid, this kid's going to be a player. He's going to be a problem uh, in the Pac-12. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll go with you. Although I think tomorrow's game's going to be really, really interesting. And I guess let's start there, fellas. Uh, let's get this one not out of the way, but let's spend a minute or two on USC and Arizona State. Herm Edwards, uh, Bama. Uh, how do you see this one? I think the number's about ten and a half. USC is favored. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be a shootout. Um, the over-under, I think, is about, what, 57.5. I think both these teams are more talented on offense than they are on defense. Um, it's a, it's one of these weird 9 a.m. local kicks, too. You know, so you st- you wait, what, eight weeks, and all of a sudden you're going to kick your first game off at, at 9 in the morning. So that's just got to be a little, little odd. Um, no fans. Obviously, you know, so that makes a difference. Um, listen, USC's offense, I think, is really scary, uh, at least on paper. Now, we'll have to see how it translates onto the field. Um, I've, I've really, I think we both can agree, Ken. We've both been impressed with what Herm Edwards has done in yeah, Arizona State. When sure. he was hired, we're just kind of like, who, why, what? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, year three, he, I mean, he's got him in the right direction. I just think this is a little bit too much. Uh, I think it's within the number, maybe, at 10.5, but I just think it's a little bit too much for them. But it's such an unknown, again. I mean, it's just such an unknown. You wait. Neither one of these teams have played a football game in 10 months, so you really have no clue what you're going to get. Trent. Bama, you brought something up there, and uh, I'm I'm getting on my account right now. I'm jumping out that over. 57? I, I guess I hadn't even yeah. looked at that. I've been looking at the spread. In fact, it's going to be one of my picks, but 57. I wonder what you were doing. You were betting. <laughs> Stealing money. 57? There's going to be 80 yeah. points in this game. 57. Yeah, that might, be by, that might be by halftime. Uh, yeah, that, that's crazy yeah. right now. I've I got to call the bank. I need to get a loan. Oh, this is gosh. nuts. I, I just had a flashback. I, I used to work with a guy who had two screens in front of him, a horse race on one, a horse race on the other, and I'd ask him a question, and he would just be lost. Anyways. Um, you know me better than that. Yeah, I know you're not that sick. Anyways, let's stay in the Pac-12 trend. This is the national game on ABC at, at night. Stanford, Oregon. If we all think Oregon's going to be the team to beat, and we all said that we believe that way, Stanford, give them a game right out of the shoot or no? I think hang around. Point spread-wise, we'll see on that. It's a little over a touchdown right now. Open a little bit higher. That was more in that 10.5-11 range. But Stanford's really difficult to get a read on. David Shaw had that program at such a high level after Harbaugh mm-hmm. left for Michigan. And he felt like, boy, this program's so sustainable. The great academics, they're bringing in the right kids. And offensive identity, what are they? Are they that physical team that they once were? Remember the past. This was the game Oregon couldn't get past. It was the physicality of Stanford that seemingly got Good them point. every single time. That has flipped over the last couple of years. I think Stanford's going to try to exert their will and play physical. I just don't know if they can with the way Oregon's built anymore. Oregon in a tough spot, Bama? Uh, I don't think so. I just I just like them way too much on offense. Speed-wise, athleticism, everything. We talked about replacing Herbert. I just think that, you know, uh, look. 
Stanford lost their last four games last year. Now, you know, last year's last year. I get it. Again, nobody's played in 10 months. Um, but, you know, they lost to Colorado, Washington State, and Cal to end the season. Not exactly murderer's row there. I don't know what they've got. Um, and Trent's right. They used to just try to – they were a lot like Wisconsin. They used to just try to line up and just pound you. They, you great tight ends, uh, decent play at quarterback, good defense. But uh, you're – He's also right. I mean, have, I don't know what they are. I don't know what they – I know what they want to be, but I don't know if they can be that physical. And I don't know. I just – Oregon at home, just the speed that you know that no matter who's pulling the trigger, they've always got speed on offense. And uh, they – they under Cristobal, they played better defense. And I just – I don't know. I think they're the class of that – maybe the entire conference. Yep. You know, we are just picked our – Trent hopes pick, so. so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, I just, I don't know. I don't know that this game is really going to be close. Maybe Stanford does keep it close if they can grind out a couple of drives early. But if they get down big, I don't see a path for them to come back in this one. All right, Bama, let's uh, switch from the Pac-12 to the Big Ten. I'm guessing that not either one of us would have thought that we would have been talking about Michigan-Indiana when we profiled big games of the week. But this is one of them because Indiana, don't look now, 2-0. Look, they're not Ohio State, but they're trying to... A lot of people believe that they're the second-best team in the Big Ten East. Here comes Michigan off an embarrassing loss. How do you see this? Yeah. Yeah, this is this is a must-win for Michigan. I mean, this, this could be – and I don't know what Jim Harbaugh wants. I really don't. He says he wants to stay at Michigan. I don't know if he's you know being pulled to the NFL or not. He'll certainly have some opportunities. But, look, they, lose, they dropped this game, and I, I just think it's over for them. Uh, and I think it's over for Harbaugh. I mean, I know it's over for Michigan if they lose this game in the East. They're not winning the East because Ohio State's not losing twice. No. They basically have to win out and hope – that they can, you know, pick off Ohio State uh, somehow, which right now doesn't look, you know, likely. But, again, you don't know down the road where we're going to be in four or five weeks. But Indiana, you're right. I mean, the surprise of the conference, I think. You know, that that thrilling Diddy didn't he get in an overtime two-point conversion against Penn State. They come back and they beat a Rutgers team that, that had just, you know, thwarted Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just – I don't know. I again, Michigan. I told you, you know, beginning of the year. I just, I can't, I can't go with them. They fooled me week one. I'm not. I'm just not going to get on that bandwagon. I just, I'm, it's just one of those teams that I've got to force myself to stay away from. Joe Milton looked average last week. He did. He just looked like you know one read and done. Now, Michigan's the more talented team. They've got better players. I don't know if they're better coached, even though Harbaugh's one of the best. That's a great point. You know, I'm, I'm with in the you. Country. Yep. I just don't know where this team is. It's just so – I'm not a Michigan fan. I just can't imagine year over year over year we go through the same thing with Harbaugh. And this, this is just an absolute must win. And Indiana's going to be fired up, and it's too bad. This is one of those games, like a lot of them on the schedule this week, it's just really too bad that we can't have fans in there because I think you would see a lot of Hoosier fans mm. really excited about this one. How about them being able to pick off Michigan and Penn State wow. in two out of the first three weeks of the season? Crazy if it happens. Right? Not going to happen. Michigan okay. is going to come out here. They're going to exert their will. They are a better team than Indiana. Penn State was a better team than Indiana. You look at the statistical profile. It wasn't even close. It wasn't close. It was, what, almost 500 yards of total offense against like 160 yeah. uh, but before that final drive of the game. Of course, just take a knee late in that game at the one-yard line. 
with the uh, with Ford, the running back. That thing's over here. I think Michigan wins this and wins it pretty handily. 7, 10, 14 points right in that range. Give me the Wolverines. An impressive performance, and we can stop making the stupid Hoosier jokes <laughs> as they're the best team in the Big Ten or second best team in the Big Ten. All right, Trent, let's go to the Big 12. Uh, you've been on this West Virginia team. You're mm-hmm. higher on them than I was. I'm starting to believe you were right. Texas is starting to play like they're Texas. Uh, Sam Ellinger, in particular Sam Ellinger, this is a fun game to watch. How do you see this game? Is West Virginia for real? Is Texas take another step? I love Neil Brown. Uh-huh. He was, I think, the best hire out of that group of four that came in a year ago mm-hmm. in the Big 12. I like climbing. He's done a nice job. Yeah. I wonder how high he can get that program. Okay. Maybe a conversation. That's a good summer conversation we'll get into. Brown, though, has had to rebuild the roster on the fly, has done a good job of that. This is my best bet coming up this weekend. Is it? It's on my best bet list. I'll give it early. It's West Virginia plus six and a half. Over Texas. We know Texas. You take them in an underdog role, but in a role like this after a big win, you fade the crap out of Tom Herman's team. You said that West last week. West Virginia, absolutely lock, stock, and barrel, my favorite pick of the week. They play up or down to their competition. You said that last week, and you were right as they beat Oklahoma State. Bama, hop us out with uh, Trent's on West Virginia. Are you? Uh, I'm going to defer to him. <laughs> this is one of those games that, you know, listen, He's absolutely right about Tom Herman. I mean, you write him off, you know, after the back-to-back losses against TCU and Oklahoma, they get the bye week. Now they beat Baylor. They come out with a big win last week in overtime uh, on the road against Oklahoma State. Sam Ellinger's playing at a Heisman. I think he's playing at a Heisman he's level, terrific. guys. I mean, he's their, he's their, obviously, you know, 20 touchdowns, five picks, and he's their leading rusher. And that, to me, is the problem. When your quarterback, five games, six games, whatever it is, into the season, is your leading rusher in a conference like the Big 12, that's an issue. Um, West Virginia doesn't have a great defense, but they're pretty good. Um, I would, listen, I don't know about outright. I would probably take the six points. But, I mean, Trent is absolutely right. When Tom Herman, he's a lot, he's, he was so like Gus Malzahn down here at Auburn. You know, when you, when, when you write him off, he pulls something out of the hat. When he's a favorite in a game that he should win, somehow he screws it up. I don't know that I got enough to, you know, confidence enough to pick Texas to win the game, but I think this is going to be pretty close and, and it's, it's probably, you know, the, the best game in the Big 12 over the weekend for sure. Uh, watch number 46. I'm going to butcher his name. Osai. Osai. Uh, he's an unbelievable yeah. player. He is so good. All right. Just, uh, just give me who you like in this game because we've got to get to Clemson. Uh, I want to get the cocktail party in here as well. Uh, Bama, who do you like? Oklahoma State at K-State. K-State looking to stop the bleeding. So is Oklahoma State after they got picked off. Who do you like in the game? I like Oklahoma State. I just think too much talent. Hubbard, Sanders, um, I think Wallace. he's coming back down to earth. I do like, yeah, exactly. I, I like what Kleiman's done. I'm with you. I think it's a good hire. I just don't know what the ceiling is. And Oklahoma State's really kind of playing for the Big 12 lives here. So, uh, both teams are, actually. Yeah. But Oklahoma State, I think, is better, better defense. I'll take the uh, I'll take the Cowboys. Okie State, K-State, Trent. Something about that line stinks. It's 12 and a half. Is this one where Oklahoma State actually blows them out, wins by 21, 24? Mm-hmm. I think I could see that. I would not be too tempted to grab those 12 and a half. It almost looks too easy to do that with Kansas State. Yeah, Oklahoma State at the very least wins this game, though. All right, Trent, we'll stay with you. Let's do Clemson, Notre Dame. So many guys uh, hurt for Clemson or are, are not going to play. I think two of the three starting linebackers mm-hmm. are out. Of course, 
QB's out, too. That's probably a bigger story. But you get my point. Uh, Notre Dame, a lot of folks say if this is ever going to be the time, this has got to be the week, is it? Nope, it's not. It's Clemson still in this one. They still have Travis Etienne. DJ Ukulele looked, I thought, really good at times in that game. And now with the full week, not having Trevor Lawrence hanging over his head. Mm -hmm. Initially, we talked about it Monday. I was surprised that Dabo did it, but I understand it even better here. You're just taking that headache away from, not him, but from the team, from the players and DJU more than anything. That's why I think they come out here, and we've seen Notre Dame in this spot so many times before, and they get clubbed. And we've seen Clemson in this spot just a few weeks ago. Miami, Mm -hmm. here comes the upstart, and they absolutely... Throttle Took them. him to the shed. I think it's going to happen again. Double-digit win for Clemson. You agree with that, Bama? Uh, I want to because you're right. We've seen Notre Dame 3-8 and eight against top 10 under Kelly. Not good. We've talked about Ian Book, Ken. You're not a mm-hmm. big fan. I don't see it. Um, this is his chance. Listen, he's not going against Trevor Lawrence. He's going against a freshman, you know, DJU. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his you name. You lately? talking about. Close enough. Yeah. Something like that. Um but, you know, Trent, I mean, you know, we talked about it Monday. I, I thought it was a good move to to mm-hmm. just come out and say, listen, Lawrence isn't playing. And for the exact reason you said, take away all the distractions. This, this is his game this week. There's no looking over his shoulder or anything else. All that said, you know, they're going to have to try to make him make mistakes, Notre Dame's defense is. But the problem is, in order to put it in his hands, you're going to have to stop, to stop Etienne. And I just don't know that. I think this is a game where Dabo Sweeney comes in and he says, look, I think you're the – I saw the Sports Center uh, piece on him. They think he's the best player in college football, ATN. And they might be right. And this is one I think he gets 25, 30 touches. He breaks a couple of them. I think Notre Dame has got a shot, a puncher's chance, but they're going to need a lot of help. I don't know that it's going to be a runaway, but I'm probably would if I, I'm ten, you know if I had to bet it, I'm laying the five points on Clemson. I don't care who's playing quarterback because they got the best player on the field in the end. All right, uh, let's do a minute each on this one. Uh, quarterback for Georgia, Stetson Bennett, the the fourth or the whatever number he is. Uh, there's been a lot of Stetson Bennett's. This <laughs> one's the quarterback of Georgia. Florida's defense has been atrocious. Bama, uh, take a minute with this one. Yeah, listen, to me, it's, it's, it's all about Florida. Um, they've had so many distractions. We know what Georgia is. They play great defense. They yep. play just enough offense. Florida has to win this game, uh, because if, you know, they, both these teams have a loss and it's really a, it's really a playoff elimination game in my book. Um, because whoever wins this is going to be the favorite in the East. Um, both teams already have a loss, but you look at Georgia's schedule, Missouri, Mississippi State, South Carolina, Vandy. Florida has to play Arkansas next week, guys, mm. and they still have Tennessee and LSU. This is a big game for Florida. Um, I like Trask better than Bennett, but Florida's got to be able to run the ball. I mean, I think they haven't been able to run it all year. Georgia's run defense is really, really good. Georgia's favored by three and a half. I don't like their offense. We saw it against, you know, a average Kentucky team uh-huh. last week, put uh-huh. up 14 points, right. but Florida's defense has not been great. Maybe it got a little better against Missouri last week. Dan Mullen seems to be wanting to play the renegade, the bad guy. For whatever reason, of all coaches, he wants to be the bad guy. Um, Again, a shame there's no fans because I love the way that they split the end zones, you know, right down the middle, Mm -hmm. one side orange, one side red. But um, I am going to lean Florida. I'm going to take the points, the three and a half, 
But to me, this game is just an absolute toss-up. Um, I think Florida, a little better offense. If they don't turn it over, I give them a chance to win the game. Trent? I think this is going to be one where some uh, people are going to be questioning Kirby afterwards because I think you're going to see pretty much all we've seen from Stetson Bennett. He, he's a nice story. Yeah. He's not a very good SEC quarterback. Well, let's be pretty frank no, here. Not. Even with that big offensive line and what they can do running the football, they just don't, they can't throw the football around. They started the season with Dewan Mathis. They made the pull very early. They got the victory there. But I think people are going to be saying, A, why didn't you just stick with the young guy knowing that ultimately in order to beat an Alabama in a championship game, you're going to need a guy like that? And secondly, what's going on with JT Daniels? I know he's still not cleared medically there, but I think there's going to be a lot of questions of Kirby. The Florida defense, who I thought was going to be good coming to the year, and they were Mm. awful early on, getting a little bit better. I know it was Missouri last week. They're getting there. I still love their cornerbacks and how they're so bad against the pass. I don't know, but I think you're going to see them step on a big way. Give me Gators. We've got two minutes left in the segment. Real quick hit, Trent. BYU-Boise State's got some juice tonight, especially for B- well for both teams, and Zach Wilson's a really good quarterback yeah. for BYU. Zach Wilson, I've told this story before. He was on a, getting ready to make his trip to Iowa City to visit the Hawkeyes, and then all of a sudden Spencer Petras made his commitment, and they didn't need another quarterback in the class. If you haven't seen him, he's a fun player, and it's on the Smurf turf tonight. What's better on a Friday? Uh, Bama, do you have an opinion on that game? Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, I don't know who's going to win. <laughs> right. uh, BYU seven and zero. You're right. They're, I mean, guys, they're in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, they're in the conversation. This is a, and and this is a game. You know, they haven't played Murderers Row yet. Nope. You go into Boise, and I know that you know, maybe they're not what they once were, but this is a tough place to win on that Smurf turf. And they go in there and they get this one. You mentioned Zach Wilson. I mean, this is a a monster game for BYU. Big game for Boise. Much bigger for BYU. They've handled it all year. I don't see why they wouldn't tonight. Uh, Trent Condon, your sneaky good game is which game? Sneaky good game for this week. Let me uh, pull out my list once again. Oh, it's late night. Of course, (laughs) our our Pac-12 late night got canceled that I think we were most looking forward to. But this game's going to be competitive. Washington State, Oregon State, close game late in the night. You'll be watching at 1 a.m. and uh, maybe have a little bit of a stupor going on watching that dreadful. Bad Pac-12 teams, but they're playing close one. I caught that one in the fourth quarter. Bama, your sneaky good game is what? Uh, I'm going to go 11 o'clock Big Ten Network. I hope I'm not taking it from you. No, nope. uh, Nebraska Northwestern. Yeah, I mean, Northwestern. Yep. I think they might be for real. Nebraska had the game canceled last week after getting blown out by Ohio State. Um, I think this has got a chance to. Who would have thought? Northwestern a three and a half point home favorite over yeah. Nebraska. I mean, I don't know the last time if that's ever happened. Um, another good one. ACC Network. Liberty Virginia Tech. That was on my list too. I mean, Liberty sick. Yeah, Liberty 6-0 and under Hugh Freeze, interstate rival. I don't know if they've got enough to, to knock off the Hokies, but I think that one could – I think as the scores go across tomorrow early, I think you're going to that, – you know, that's going to be one that goes across. You're like, hmm. So keep an eye on that one. Uh, A&M, South Carolina, I won't see a play at the same time as Baylor-Iowa State, <laughs> but I like that game because I like this uh, Texas A&M game, uh, team, Bama. I think they're, I agree they're getting ready. Uh, we're out of time, boys. We went too long, but we appreciate it. Thanks, uh, Bama. We'll talk to you on Monday at 11.05, recap the weekend. Thanks, pal. Look forward to it, guys. Take care. Yeah, good to talk to you. Bama Bob, Trent and I going around college football. It's time for another $1,000 handoff. Text the keyword LOVE to 200-200 right now. It's your chance to win $1,000. LOVE to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. All right, a few minutes with Tom Cakert from Hawkeye Rep- coming up next. Claxons and our picks before noon, 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM. We supply the sports. The beer is up to you. 
1460 AM, 106.3 FM. This is K. Number 7th. Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Let's get right to our friend Tom Kakert. It's Michigan State. It's Iowa tomorrow at Kinnick Stadium. Before we get to the football, Tom, there was some basketball news, at least I think news made yesterday. Gary Barta uh, bound and yeah. determined to get Cyhawk in. He wants to get the Gonzaga game in, obviously the ACC Big Ten Challenge. I thought those three nuggets were newsworthy. Yeah, he, they, Fran has kind of said he's playing. He was playing on the Iowa State game before, so um, I, I wasn't shocked when Gary said that because I, I think they that both sides want to make that work. Now, there's been some kind of problem with Big Twelve testing versus Big Ten testing that might might have caused some consternation at one point, but I think they'll figure it out. Um, so, yeah, and then, um, I think John Rothstein tweeted out about Northern Illinois, so. I think we've pretty much got most of the non-con schedule for Iowa now. Flexibility is something that's not part of the football schedule. As we know, eight games over eight weeks, and we've seen what happened to the Badgers here the last couple of weeks. What about basketball? Is there anything going to be in place in your mind, anything you've heard about the possibility, adding more flexibility, a lot more games to get in, and you don't have to play them you know, just a week apart from each other, but what kind of flexibility they're going to have for hoops? Yeah, I have not heard anything um, schedule-wise other than I heard about a week ago um, that at one point recently, like in the last couple of weeks, and probably why things have taken a little bit longer, there were some Big Ten coaches who were pushing for perhaps 22 league games or 24 league games uh, instead of um, you know going outside the conference. But I think it's going to be stuck at 20 now. Tom Kankert, HawkeyeReport.com. Well, Tom, let's get to tomorrow, 11 o'clock, Kinnick Stadium. Uh, Michigan State coming off a, a huge win over their uh, state rival, Michigan. you got to think that maybe a letdown in play here. The number's down to 6.5. The Hawks are favored as they look for their first win of the season. Biggest key to you in this game is what? Um, I think probably twofold. On the defensive side for Iowa, uh, Rocky Lombardi's been bombing it down the field. That usually plays right into the hands of Iowa. Teams that like to take chances, take risks, and bomb it down the field generally don't fare too well against Iowa. Their defense is kind of set up to prevent that. Uh, offensively, I think Iowa's got to get back to being Iowa. There's no reason in a one-possession game uh, Spencer Peter should be throwing 50 times, and they've got to get back to running the ball and, uh, and doing that. And I think that's going to be an emphasis going into this game. I think you're going to see the football yeah, run a whole lot more. I don't disagree with that part. And also maybe doing it out of different formations. You still look yeah. when the fullback's in there. And Potabom, I've been impressed by him a few different times. But still, that's something for 8, 10, 12 plays a game, not 25 to 30 plays a game in today's environment. Do you anticipate we're going to see not just more running the football, but doing it in untraditional ways with jet sweeps, out of the gun, those types of looks this week? Yeah, I do. I think they're going to try and do some different things. I, you know, Amir is going to be out, uh, and I kind of wonder if Tyrone Tracy is going to oh, be yeah. maybe the guy that gets some of those unique touches this week on the jet sweeps or uh, different things. You know, they did that in the um, you know bowl game too. So 
I, I just kind of think they're going to try and um, move the ball around a little bit, get some different looks, confuse the, the Spartans a little bit and uh, see what they can get. Uh, Davion Nixon's uh, been is off to a terrific start. Who's going to be that defensive lineman that steps up this week? We saw Heflin early in the game against Northwestern. Golston's had had his moments, uh, but who's going to be that other guy we're talking about on the defensive front? Not named Davion Nixon, who really st- jumped off the television. I think maybe you just mentioned him, and that's Chauncey Golston. This is going to be his, you know, at least right now, last chance to play against a uh, school from his home state and. Uh, I think he'd like to leave an impression uh, on them. So I, I kind of think maybe there's a, a big game in him on Saturday. When uh, we talk about this defense, they, they've been moving some parts around, playing that cash position. This week against Michigan State, a team that really their only success was throwing the football up the field. Same thing, Rocky Lombardi had 300 yards against Rutgers as they were trying to come back. Yes, against Rutgers trying to come back. <laughs> Still baffling to say that after <laughs> what we saw last week here. But is this a game where we're going to see a majority of cash? Is it going to be more Barrington Wade, a more a traditional 4-3 look? What do you expect to see, see schematically from the Hawks' D? Yeah, I think they're going to play a lot of cash. I think they might be in it almost all the time because okay. Michigan State just hasn't ran the ball, and when they have, they have not ran it real well. So um, I just I, I think that you're probably going to see Dane Belton in the cash and Kayvon Merriweather uh, playing safety again. I thought that was a more effective defense than the first week against Purdue. Different, different kind of offenses, too, obviously, but I just thought it was more effective. Uh, you, you mentioned Tyrone Tracy might be a guy that gets uh, has a little bit more to do uh, this week. What about Charlie Jones? I think he was on the field a couple of times uh, during offensive. I don't think he's, he's obviously he's their punt returner, but um, he can catch the football and did that prior to coming to Iowa. Might we? Might he be more involved in the offense? Yeah, I think it's going to be. You know, Tracy's probably going to get that fifty snaps that. You know, Amir usually gets it. I think Amir got 52 last week. Um, you know, I think that will go to Tracy. And then what Tracy would have normally gotten, you know, the 20 to 30, that's Charlie Jones. And he's going to get a shot to do that. Um, he was listed as the kickoff returner this week, too. So he'll get some work there and see if he can. Uh, I thought he's been pretty decent at uh, punt return. Yeah, so maybe too. we can give him something at uh, kickoff return, too. Tom, last thing for you, we'll get you out on this. An 0-3 start would be incredibly mm. terrible look. Uh, a short week yeah. after that with Minnesota on deck on Friday night. And, of course, what's happened this offseason. Will that happen? Or are we going to be talking about an 0-3 Hawkeye team next week? I think I was going to bounce back this week. But you're right, and I kind of tried to ask Kirk about that. Just, you know, weird. it's a weird year, and things can spiral awfully quickly if it goes downhill. And 0-3... Short week. I mean, this you know, back-to-back road games coming up. This is this is kind of a you either get it right or it's or it's you're staring right at zero and five maybe uh, to start the year in a short year, and that's not good. Indeed, Tom. We'll talk to you next week before the team heads to the Twin Cities. Thank you, Tom Caker. Have a wonderful week. Okay, thanks, guys. Good to talk to you, Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport dot com. As he joins us. So we're getting ready for Claxons. We, we will are. wait for your phone calls here and we'll let you know when to dial it up. Last week, our winners, Shane, went one and three. And he won the big prize? 35 bucks. Oh Justin also went one and three, got second in the tiebreaker. <laughs> uh, Ronnie was also one and three. The tiebreaker didn't go his way in an 0 and 4. Again, we had two consensus picks and they didn't come in. Green Bay 
minus six and a half against Minnesota, and Iowa minus two and a half against Northwestern. This is better even than our picks. Just fade if all four people pick something. Go the other way. It just it's, goes it's a to crazy show you. number. It, it is, and that goes to show you. I've unbusied the phone lines. First four callers right now two eight four five nine six six. But. Our Claxons players had a bad week. Mm-hmm. The betters in Las Vegas and sportsbooks throughout the country, they got crushed last week. Um, no difference. First four of you right now, if you're getting a ring, that means you are in. Stay right there. We'll answer the phone. Claxons barbecue giveaway. Uh, when we come back, we'll give you four games and a tiebreaker. If you get the most right, 35 from Claxon, 25 to the runner-up. We'll be back after these to give it away on 1460. KXNO and 106. Hi, Miller Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Running out of show, Trent Condon. Let's we got to go book quick. it. 3131 8th Street Southwest is where you'll find Claxton's in Altoona. You've been over. You've been able to find him in Altoona for over just about twenty-five years, serving barbecue in Altoona. Zach, Tyler, Paul, and Troy we give you four games in a tiebreaker. You get the most right, thirty-five bucks. If Claxton's the runner-up, twenty-five. Zach, you are up first. Ready to go? I am here, fellas. All right. Iowa State is a fourteen and a half point favorite over Baylor. Jimmy Baylor. Iowa six and a half over Sparty. Sparty. Clemson gives five and a half to Notre Dame. Give me the Tigers. NFL, Tennessee, a six and a half point favorite over the Bears. Lock it in for the Titans. All right. Zach, here's the tiebreaker. Closest without going over. How many pass attempts will Spencer Petrus have this week? Last week he had 50. How many pass attempts for Petrus? 34. Zach, have a good weekend. Thank you. You too, fellas. Appreciate it. Uh, Tyler is up next. Uh, Tyler, welcome to the program. How are you, Tyler? Good, how are you? Good. Iowa State, 14.5 point favorite over Baylor. Uh, Baylor. Iowa gives 6.5 to Michigan State. Iowa. Clemson, 5.5 over Notre Dame. Uh, Clemson. Titans, 6.5 point favorite over the Bears. Bears. Petrus, how many pass attempts for him against Michigan State? Closest without going over. 23. 23. Thank you, Tyler. Appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, Paul is next. Paul, how are you? I'm doing fine, thank you. Uh, Michigan State's a 14 and a half. Uh, let's start over again. <laughs> Iowa State is a 14 and a half point favorite over Baylor. Iowa State. Iowa, six and a half to Michigan State. Iowa. Clemson, five and a half over Notre Dame. Clemson. Tennessee is a six and a half point favorite over the Bears. Tennessee. Pass attempts for Petrus. Closes without going over. 28. 28. Paul, have a wonderful weekend. Thanks. Thank you. Same to you. Thank you, Paul. And Troy brings Claxons to a close for another week. Hey, Troy. Hi. How's it going? Good, thank you. Iowa State, 14.5 points to Baylor. Go Cyclones. Iowa, 6.5 to Michigan State. No, Iowa. Clemson, 5.5 to Notre Dame. Give me the Fighting Irish. You got them. Tennessee, six and a half to the Bears. The Bears. Petrus, pass attempts. Closest without going over. Uh, 22. Troy, have a wonderful weekend. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate it. That'll bring Claxons to a close for another week. I think it's too many points against Baylor. 
seems like a big number. It does seem like a big number. Trent, you're putting up big numbers. Take it away, leader in the clubhouse. 24-15-1. We go through the month of October. I hit 70%. That's pretty good. Let's see what we do here in November in our first picks. And we start in college football. I told you, we don't do totals in our game that we play, but I love that over in Arizona State at USC. I also love the Sun Devils here. Their quarterback was outstanding. He didn't play in that game a year ago against USC. This is going to be a really entertaining game. He's a, a sophomore, lot of right? He's a youngster. He is, yeah. yeah. 20 yeah. touchdowns last year, yeah. just two interceptions. USC fired both coordinators. And they haven't had any time to work with their guys. Love the over and love Arizona State plus 11. And he's an athletic QB, too. I just about had to cross this one off as we were 3-for-3 three three picking Clemson against Notre Dame. Troy helped us out at the end. We didn't get a consensus, and I'm jumping with those three. Give me Clemson laying the five and a half. We see Notre Dame in this game. We've seen Clemson in this game. Mm-hmm. The Tigers are the pick. To the NFL we go. Let's go first to Washington, D.C. The former Skins, now the football team. Just a two-and-a-half-point favorite against the Giants. Defense is a whole lot better than the Giants. Short week for New York on top of it. I'll lay that two-and-a-half. Give me Washington with pick number three. Late afternoon, only two games going on. Not the national game. Dolphins going to Arizona. Cardinals are a better team. Lay the four and a half. That was a phony win last week for the Dolphins. I think that shows up this week. My best bet, I've told you, it's West Virginia. All day long. Give me the ears plus the six in the hook. All right, I'll uh, get into my picks. I'm a game below 500. I'm going to start in the NFL. Baltimore and Indianapolis this week. Uh, two five and two football teams. One of them feels like a legit five and two. Indianapolis doesn't for whatever reason. I think Baltimore gets. Uh, they got to be PO'd after that Steelers game. They're on the road, but they get back in the win column. I'll lay the point and a half and take Indy. I don't think your Bears have a prayer this week. I've got six. I saw it at one place. If you want to make it six and a half, you can check during a break. But regardless, under a touchdown, I'm going to take Tennessee. I'll pick two in the NFL. I'll come back to the NFL for my best bet. But I'm going to do something in college football I never do. And Trent, you alluded to this on Monday or Tuesday of this week when we were talking about tiebreakers. Point differential is way up there on the list. And in a campaign that's not going to play as many games as normal, I think it could come into play. What does that mean? Ohio State's going to look to score and score and score and score. They lay 38 to Rutgers. <laughs> Give me Ohio State. Oklahoma playing their best football. Now, they're out of the playoff, but they're going to run up some points, too. And who's on the other side? Oh, poor Kansas. I'll lay the 37. Take the Sooners and the 38 in Ohio State, and I feel outstanding about both of those picks. Now, my best bet, on the other hand, is back in the NFL It's an NFC North affair, an NFC North team that won't have a quarterback. Matthew Stafford is out. Dalvin Cook uh, on the other side. Now, I don't think he's going to have the game this week that he did last week, but I only have to lay four. I'll take the Vikings. I think that they will beat Detroit uh, and do so by more than the four numbers. So Vikings, my best bet. Oklahoma, Ohio State, both laying big lumber. Tennessee and the Colts. That will do it for our picks. Our show is running out of racetrack. Um, you've got Southeast Polk tonight. Yeah, against Cedar Rapids, Kennedy. You can catch again live the video on CISN. Just search yep. that on YouTube. We'll have the replay here at 1030 right after football Friday night as they put a curtain on that before we move to the Dome next week with play-by-play for both 4A semifinals. Dowling over already there after mm. the uh, cancellation of that game. And, and we started the program with it today. 
Just a gut punch for Huge those kids. Gut punch. You, you get your rival. You get the seven-time defending champion. You're playing your best football, and you don't get to play that game. Disappointing. Disappointing for city schools and certainly mm-hmm. for Valley. Uh, that is going to do it. Uh, hats off, by the way, to, again, to Joe Stacey, Josh Loffel-Holson, all the guys that are out across football fields uh, in Central Iowa doing football Friday night here on Kicks. You know, well done, gang. Nice job. Uh, Murph and Eddie to Fanatics at 4. Friday. Football Friday night starts at 6.30. Emery and Sean, they're, they're on time tomorrow because they the Cyclones are, yep. are late. So after Iowa State wraps up and after the post game, mm-hmm. Emery Songer and Heather Burnside will be back with uh, Cyclone Sound Off about what time? 11? Probably sounds Ish. about right. Yeah. They'll be here late to take your phone calls and to talk about Iowa State and Baylor. You think that one feels like too many points? I think too many points. I, I think Baylor keeps. I don't, yes, I take the And point. there's something weird about that Iowa point spread. I want to see where that money's coming in tomorrow morning against Smarty. Before you fire. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, no, we won't. We'll be back on Monday. Uh, we're Miller and Condon, 10 to noon, 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM. The Berkwood Bullseye is back. Register at KXNO.com. Then follow along as our personalities shoot to win you prizes from Berkwood Farms, Fiscus Diamond Jewelers, and Mistress Brewing Company. Take your shot at the Berkwood Bullseye right now at KXNO.com. From Des Moines Sports Station, KXNO.